Hey, wanna watch a movie? What movie? You know, the one about the thing that one time. What are you looking at? I'm a bitch with a gun. Get your shit! Get your shit! And get out! All my life I had to fight. I had to fight my daddy, I had to fight my uncles, I had to fight my brothers. Listen, you think because you got a badge and I got a couple of degrees, that makes a difference? Do you know what white folks call people like you and me in private? Drop the law, baby. Take the shit back. Just for a night, take the shit back. I'm so freaking pissed. The world's gonna die. I can feel it coming. Uh, who all in it? Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to Who All In It. The movie highlighted in today's episode, The Players Club, contains multiple scenes of sexual harassment, assault, and rape. We discuss several of these scenes at length in an attempt to unpack the misogynoir, colorism, and anti-blackness inherent in the writing and treatment of these characters. Please prioritize your mental and emotional well-being and feel free to opt out of this conversation and episode if the subject matter is triggering. Welcome to Who All In It, a spin-off podcast of Who All Gonna Be There that explores movies through a critical race lens. I'm Mel. I be working. Got a 9 to 5 and a 6 to 10. Sometimes it is even tangentially related to art. None of these jobs technically make me qualified to review movies, but I'm black and I'm stuck in the house, so I've watched a lot of movies lately. I'm pretty sure that makes me an expert. Prove me wrong. I'm Ariella, and I did go to school for this, but if you know anything about predominantly white institutions, you know it doesn't mean much. I'm an artist and a film programmer, and maybe like three other things, even with the pandemic, and I spend too much time watching too many things. Um, also, we welcome your feedback or shout outs or suggestions about movies or our reviews. Um, feel free to write in or drop a video recording to our email at natturnerproject0 at gmail.com, and we will play it and respond on this podcast. We certainly welcome your thoughts and opinions on the movies we review and the movies you think we should review. All right, so today we will be reviewing the 1998 film The Players Club, um, which is available for streaming only on Amazon from what I saw. Luckily, I have a DVD um, and I was able to watch it that way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I bought that DVD back in the early 2000s at Walmart, but who knows? Anyway. How much much dust was on it? Quite a bit. Quite a bit of dust. So, this movie was directed by Ice Cube, um, produced by Patricia Charbonnet, Carl Craig, and also Ice Cube, who also wrote the movie. And it's uh, Lisa Ray's debut as an actress, um, who we also know as DeBrat's sister. Uh, Bernie Mac is in it, Monica Calhoun, who should have been way more famous than she is, A.J. Johnson, Jamie Foxx, before he became Jamie Foxx, um... Uh, the director of photography is Malik, am I saying that right? Yeah, Malik Hassan Saeed. Malik Hassan Saeed, who is a Howard graduate, 
who worked with Spike Lee on Girl 6, Clockers, He Got Game, um, and was the DP of Belly, and the second DP for Eyes Wide Shut. I didn't know that one. Um, <laughs> um, and in 2013, he partnered with Arthur Jaffa to start a production company for black indie films called TNEG. What that did... was just a little factoid that I found. I thought it was interesting. That is interesting. Like, people, like, um, like cinematographers working now, like, black cinematographers working now, like, Bradford Young and stuff, like, cite um, Malik Saeed as, like, being one of the people who inspired them to, like, get into camera work. He was also the, when he was, when he did Clockers for Spike Lee, he was the youngest African-American to ever, um, do main camera for a feature film oh wow yeah which i thought that was pretty cool that is interesting um i would not have guessed from looking at this particular movie um the the technical expertise (laughs) yeah there aren't any particular camera shots or moments in cinematography that that stand out to me the soft light when lisa ray comes onto the stage Oh, to, to, to R. Kelly seems like you're ready? Mm. Yes. I feel like I was distracted during that scene for some reason. Well, for, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, general thoughts about the movie. Do you want to go first? I mean, I feel like you want me to go first. I know this is a recording, but if you look, if you if you could see the look that Melanie is giving me right now, <laughs> it is very clear. This is a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, my thoughts. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Like, yeah. First and foremost, Dollar Dollar Bill. One of the greatest performances of all time, in my opinion. Yes. Like, what an art. I feel like this movie is like, I'm just like, the artistry of Bernie Mac is in such full effect. <laughs> He's just like, oh my god. He's so like, good. He, like, languages, just like a full linguist, like creating. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> They're <laughs> public hairs, okay? <laughs> my god. <laughs> that man. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about his role in that movie is just perfect. It's so hilarious. It really is. Um, Lisa Ray to me is just like I don't know. She just like it gives me such goody two shoes vibes that yeah. it's just so she's so unbelievable in the role. Yes. Can we talk about that for a second? Um. Yes. As someone from the South, the Dirty South, from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, where strip clubs are just kind of like, not a big deal, it's just a thing or whatever. I've been to a f- quite a few strip clubs. Oh, um, you. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, particularly the ones, the kind of strip clubs that this movie seemed to be trying to, like, copy terribly, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, someone like Lisa Ray aka diamond would not fit in at that kind of establishment she would be more with like cheetah girls or like the white strip clubs you know what i mean like lisa ray looks like the kind of girl who's like texting her man who's at the strip club (laughs) right now 
Like, she's mad. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. Like, I just, like, it's so, it's so, like, I just can't even, like. She would. And then when she, like, does her, like, little dance or whatever, when, like, Ronnie's, like, just dance like you're at home in the mirror by yourself, I'm just, like, I can't. At what club would that fly? I would like to know, because that seems like a pretty easy gig, I think. (laughs) It, like, really, I was just, like, it it seemed like it was maybe the dance routine from, like, sitting up in my room. Like, I was just, like, I don't know. Is that your way of trying to shade Brandy's um, dancing technique and prowess? Brandy is talented in many ways. None of us are good at everything. I I will I cannot be a part of this particular part of the conversation. I'm just like as someone who really can't dance, I feel like it's affirming to know that like all black people can't dance. Like it's fine. It's fine. We're out here. <laughs> the representation matters. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell that um they the the director of photography or whatever knew that Lisa Ray can't dance because there are a lot of cuts with her <laughs> with her dance scenes. A lot. Oh, of yeah, cuts. there's and and it's like all the shots are framed like it's like hip and above, <laughs> hip and above because nothing's happening with the feet. There's no, you know. Yeah. Being cut, there's no yeah. Yeah, and without going into too much detail, if you are going to have a, a movie about a black strip club, I feel like, and I'm not, I'm not being like misogynistic, but I feel like the protagonist should be able to make it clap at the very least, at accurate, the very least. Accurate, okay. Accurate. accurate. So that tells me, in some ways, who this movie is really for. And that's all I'll say about that. That's a good point. Um, speaking of... Well, okay, so I think that brings us to Ronnie. Yes. Played by Crystal Wilson. Mm-hmm. Who I learned in my research into this movie had, in fact, worked in a strip club before she was in this movie. I can believe that. So I bet she could make it clap. I was, like, wondering what the respectability politics of, like, certain types of dance moves were in the 90s. Like, I don't know. I was just like, oh, was there, like, was there, like, was it different to, like, have people dancing in, like, different ways? Was it, like, too much, I guess, to, like, I, I, have people dancing? Yes. That's what it seemed like to me, too, Yes, it, it was. like, even yeah. the actresses who were, like, clearly capable of, like, doing the things. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing the things. Right. Um, cause I'm sure that Ronnie could do the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know. That's like one of my other big things is I love Ronnie. She's evil and she does some really unforgivable things in the movie, but I love an evil lesbian. <laughs> I just love an evil lesbian. I mean... I like Ronnie. Ronnie was very magnetic in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... she really pulled it off. Yeah, but that trope is annoying as shit. So... I love the trope. <laughs> I love it, honestly. I know it, I know it like, contributes to my oppression. 
I, I really enjoy it, honestly. <laughs> I was like, as an evil lesbian. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I would like to scam men and make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. That And that actress was on Twitter and reenacted that very famous scene that we'll talk oh about later. Oh my god, you're lying. No, she reenacted it. It was really cute, uh, actually. She has a she has a line of books too. Did you see the, the I saw actually? that. Can we talk yeah. about her line of books? Se- sexapes. Sexapes. Sex capades and recipes. Yes. By Crystal Wilson, 2012. Yes. And good food, good sex, recipes, sex, superhead. Ice cube, relationships. <laughs> this is this. I'm reading the summer. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. And the cover is the cover photo is a lovely, like, bright pink. Um, with the picture of an ass. I don't want to gender the ass, but it looks like a woman's ass. Um, <laughs> with um, a strawberry. Uh, and some whipped cream, like, at the base of the back, right before it meets the crack. And, yeah. but it's also, like, um, horizontal. <laughs> so, I yeah, it's, like, a really interesting, yeah, you're right. The composition is really <laughs> interesting. I just, I just felt, I felt the need to share. Yes, and it's, it's zero dollars if you have Kindle Unlimited, everyone. Okay. So, Fantastic. and it has Fantastic. five stars as a rating. So drop your Kindle logins at Nat Turner mm-hmm. Project Zero <laughs> at gmail.com so that we can read <laughs> this <book>, please. <laughs> um, um, okay. Yeah, and I think the, you know... I can save my shade for later okay. for the most part, but I guess, like, my biggest takeaway is, like, just, like, Ice Cube, why, <laughs> why do people give men the opportunities to do things? It just continually confuses me. Mm-hmm. I just, like, the fact that this passed through multiple hands and that the woman who produced it said quote I liked the fact that the story was crafted around the complexities of the lives of young women with an empowered heroine that anybody said that with a straight face to other people Mm -hmm. on a place where it could be read um, in public Mm -hmm. like I just feel like I have feelings about that I will say this though I would like to see the original script Oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I want to see what got changed, what got filtered down, what got removed. Because I feel like there's like a 65% shot that the original script was probably alright. You think so? It's possible. Okay. (laughs) I, like, I, I feel like, I guess, like, what challenges, like, my overall assumptions is I feel like I have a lot of, I, like, didn't realize that I would be, that I was capable of like that scene, like that scene that's obviously like our favorite scene. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite scene. I feel surprised that Ice Cube wrote that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So that makes me maybe, like, you- yes, agree with you, but I wonder what else was in there. Are you talking about the scene with, with Dollar Bill? Oh, no, I'm talking about the scene with the cops. Oh, the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I guess there is great stuff. I just, I guess, like, the overall, like, the narrative about, like, you know, like, Diamond and mm-hmm. then, like, what happens to Ebony and, like, how oh. Ice Cube, like, writes himself into that. Uh- yeah, that made me like, question Ice Cube. Just, it's heinous. Yeah. Like, okay. it's heinous. Like, the whole narrative is heinous. Like, the, the closing scene of, like, Ebony with, like, an eye and, like, a swollen lip being like, I won't let the money make me. Yeah. I'm just gonna work at this shoe store. I'm just like, you hate women. Yeah. We'll get like, to that. We'll get to that. Okay. But. Like, so that, I was just like, why? Yeah. That was pretty awful. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Um, my initial feelings, so much homophobia, so much transphobia. Mm -hmm. Um, the 90s. (laughs) Some things cannot be erased by nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm also learning upon my rewatch of Moesha. Um, (laughs) with the... With the fat shaming and the fat phobia and the mm-hmm. treatment of Kim, who sh- who honestly should have been the main character, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was though there were a lot of cringe-worthy moments during this movie for the the homophobia and the transphobia, and most of it is projected on to the char- the character of of uh, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Um, questions that I had. Why are all these West Coast Hollywood people doing a movie about a strip club in the South? Um, and apart from the appearance of Luke, um, a.k.a. Uncle Luke, how many consults did they have with, like, people who worked in, like, that scene? I would like to know, because it didn't quite come across to me, in my humble opinion. Um... Did they consult with actual dancers and sex workers for this movie? Were there any sex workers who were paid anything during the filming and production of this movie? Um, R.I.P. to Bernie Mac, Charlie Murphy, Michael Clark Duncan. Black life expectancy is terrible. Gum, <laughs> Hank. Um, the dude who plays Junior um, during that atrocious scene towards the end was hella typecast in the 90s as, like, the bad guy of every black film. Mm. And I wonder where he is and if he's okay. Um, like... And then the scenes with the cops harassing folks, one of whom was played by John Amos, um, which I'm sure was written originally as comic relief, those do not translate well in 2020, like, at all. So... Those are my initial thoughts about the yeah, movie. comedic police violence just hits different. Like, it really does. It really does. Yeah. Alright, so do you want to go through the movie now? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so the movie opens with a pan across the charred debris of a club. <laughs> a young black woman enters the frame with her fresh 90s-era dress-for-less business suit and narrates that she is Diana Armstrong, stage name Diamond, and that she worked at the Players Club for four years before it burned down, but she was glad that it was gone. We then seg into her story, which, ap- which 
indicates that the whole movie is apparently a flashback. Um, she explains. Four years really does not like it. Makes it her dance skills even less believable. <laughs> I know. Like, would she have like, lasted four years? years? Did you learn something from somebody? <laughs> I was like, the arch of your back is just like. Like, I had a friend who worked in a strip club and learned more in like a two-hour session. Like, she actually worked in a strip club. She should know how to do some things. Whatever. I digress. Anyway. So she explains that she was in high school, and all she wanted to do was attend a famous black college, which I feel like no black person in the history of, of blackness has ever said a famous black college. Um, it's HB- HBCU. Why didn't you just say HBCU? Whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, you know why. <laughs> um, yeah, all she wanted to do was attend a famous black college and study journalism. We see a silhouette of her um, arguing with her father in like this cute little two-story house or whatever, who doesn't want her to go to one of those nigger colleges. And also, black. Who wrote this? Like, <laughs> whatever. Um, he tells Who's her. Whose dad is this? I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, and tells her that she has the opportunity to go upstate to a good college, Missy. Um, Diana refuses, um, and storms out of the house as her father kicks her out and d- disowns her. And her mother passive aggressively, well, passively begs her to calm down. And as she runs out of the house, it is revealed that she is pregnant. Um, she moves in with the father of the child, who soon leaves because he needs space. And she has to shelve her plans for college so that she can get a job and make rent. So she's working at Payless. Yes. And she meets Trix and Ronnie, who tell her that she can make a lot more money if she could just use what she got to get what she want which is i feel like one of the you know there's several like there's several like aphorisms that'll appear over the course of this film i feel like that's one of them (laughs) Um, they tell her that they're dancers at the players club she goes down there and meets dollar bill played by bernie mac who hires her on the spot her first night ronnie helps her calm her nerves by giving her some handy tips on how to work the stage one pretend you're at home dancing by yourself We've discussed this. (laughs) Stay faded. Get used to misogyny. All while feeling her up. Because she's an evil lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I feel like this is like a lot of like projection about how much lesbians want straight women. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. Eh, Whatever. It's neither here nor there, I guess. (laughs) Um, she powers through it for her first table dance, which she calls the most degrading experience of her life, which I, I guess, I'm, okay. Yeah, that's a little dramatic, but all right, fine. Yeah, right? I'm just like, really? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, I feel like working in a shoe, I feel like touching people's shoes is gross too, but okay. You hate sex work, but you're a sex worker. <laughs> and um, And that table dance she did, let's be honest, I mean... Come on. Yeah, it was like I mean, it was like embarrassing. <laughs> I feel bad that we're like making fun of this woman's like. Skin. She's fine. <laughs> She's fine. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Lisa Ray. I'm sorry. I can't dance either. I can't that's dance fine. either, and that's why I don't work in a strip club. But yeah, if I did I work in no a strip money. club, I would try to learn. <laughs> like, I feel like I would break my ankle the first day. Like, I cannot walk in heels. Um, okay. So, so she outlines her four-year hustle plan, um, going to school during the day, paying for it at night, which is pretty solid, despite the fact that she's sleeping through her classes. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes it all the way to her senior year without any drama. She has a new boyfriend named Lance, and her relationship with her dad is back intact. Mm-hmm. And then her 18-year-old cousin Ebony from Tallahassee moves into her place volunteered by her mother a month before final start uh ebony is played by monica calhoun mm-hmm. um the stare down that lance gives ebony when she walks into the house would have been ground to kick his ass out yeah yeah i stand by that like mm-hmm. the minute i saw that stare like if i were diamond or diana um mm-hmm. i would have just kicked his, kicked his ass out on sight like okay you got to go yeah, like, and she's, like, 18. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. Um, anyway, then Diana lets Ebony be recruited by Dollar Bill to dance at the Players Club. Ebony immediately gets acclimated to the lifestyle. Okay, so let's talk about this scene where, um, Dollar Bill is introducing himself to Ebony. And he explains how the idea of the strip club came to be. <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious it is hilarious Listen, so he's like i can't give like the general overview i feel like you remember the lines better than i do but like he's like he's like in africa women used to walk around naked all the time mm-hmm. and they didn't feel any shame about their public hairs <laughs> And it was like, was it like the colonizers yeah, came? Yeah, the colonizers. Yeah, so the colonizers came and they were like, okay, like, look at all these black ladies go give it away for free. And then they go to Europe mm-hmm. and they try to get white women to do the same thing. And the white women are like, pay us. Yeah, he said white, the white women uttered the most beautiful words known to man. Fuck you, pay us. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, and thus the strip club. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, Bernie Mac is a star. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) I love that man. Um, so yeah, I feel like this leap from Ebony coming, Ebony from Tallahassee, which I feel like was Florida shade from the writers, but whatever. Anyway, Ebony from Tallahassee coming to stay with her favorite cousin and then immediately deciding to be a dancer was interesting. But then also, why would Diana let her? Like, why would Diana tell her about it in the first place? I just, I feel like there could have been more character development there to explain that shift. Yeah, there was like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, but... So then we see Dollar Bill asleep, waking up to a rifle in his face, and we learn that he owes someone named St. Louis $60,000 and that he has until the end of the week to pay 10000 of it, 
which is actually quite quite generous. Um, but <laughs> Saint- like if I was a boogie. <laughs> <laughs> you already done how three of your fingers cut off. <laughs> wow, wow, Melanie. No, I'm just saying. Brutal. Like, <laughs> I mean, trying to put him on a payment plan. Like, you know, um, St. Louis then sends his, his upper henchman, played by a young, less annoying Terrence Howard and Charlie Murphy. Um. Oh, touche. Fair enough. Fair enough. For some of us, Terrence Terrence Howard has been a problem from the... Wait, you didn't even like Terrence Howard in The Best Man? Because he was funny in that one. No? Okay. I'm shrugging. Okay, that's fine. I'm indifferent. All right. Um, So he sends them to the club to find Dollar Bill, um, who uh, the doorman says is not there. Um, so, and he, like, they're supposed to watch the club until he shows up. Those two upper henchmen then unleash the two lower henchmen, because it's a whole hierarchy, you see. Um, and those two lower henchmen are played by Ice Cube and, what's the other guy's name? I've seen him in a lot of stuff, too. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, Ice Cube is one of those guys. And... Diana learns that Ronnie and Trix have recruited Ebony to make some extra money at private parties dancing, and she confronts Ebony to slow down. Um, Ebony is pretty indifferent and walks off to go do some table dances or whatever. Um, We are then treated to a stage dance by Diamond to Seems Like You're Ready by R. Kelly, which just makes me uncomfortable now because we all know that he was writing those songs about underaged girls. Um, anyway, uh, when Diana gets home, she, um, gets accosted by her boyfriend who, like, you know, slut shames her and tells her she needs to stop working at the club even though that's where they met. Um, and while they're arguing, Ebony walks through in her drawers eating a banana, which, okay, writers, come on now. Like, do do you understand how foreshadowing works? Subtlety? No? Okay, that's fine. So, So what did you think of that whole, the argument between Diamond and Lance? Oh, yeah, I was like, I mean, for me, I was just like, I was like, that's I was like, seems pretty typical mm-hmm. from a man mm-hmm. to be like, you know, why let you have something you want when I could try to manipulate you into doing what I want? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I saw the foreshadow and I was like, okay. Yeah. And, and I- yeah, it's just like I feel like the way that like the way that they set up Diamond to like just like enforce this like particular kind of like how like it's like you're not supposed to be the only way it is to be like, the only acceptable way the only morally acceptable way to be a stripper is if like you eventually don't want to be a stripper mm-hmm. and like you know you just do it because you have to and it's just like I don't know I was just like this is annoying you know <laughs> like. Ebony's not okay because she's like you know 
she likes to party and she like wants to make more money right which you is know, which she, is like, perfectly fine have this like this you know you need to have a code or whatever yeah and it's not a code in order to you know make the most money it's a code so that like you know you work in sex work but you're not like you know an irredeemable slut or whore or whatever yeah you know, kind of misogynist bullshit um yeah yeah. It's just, like, crazy to, like, make this, like, whole movie and, like, make money off of sex work while you, like, hate sex workers the whole time. Yeah, and this idea that, like, sex work has to be, like, the stepping stone to something else, to something exactly, respectable. Yeah. Like, it's okay for Diamond because she's going to school and she's getting a degree and she's mm-hmm. going to be a news anchor, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm gonna... I was gonna make a really poor, like joke about Fox News news anchors. I'm not going to do it because that's wrong. But, like, the respectability is, it's very 90s and it's really weird. Yeah. And, like, and like, what's the alternative, right? Like, you can be, like, like, tricks, right? Yeah. Who's, like, dark skin and, like, older. And, but, like, honestly, like, not old and It's Adele Gibbons. Beautiful. Yeah, she was, like, in her, what, mid-30s? Barely, right? Like, and it's just, like, and everybody just, like, makes fun of her and, like, calls her, like, used up. And it's just, like, it's so colorist and, Mm -hmm. like, phobic and just, like, total garbage. And, like, literally, like, naming her tricks. Yeah. I think I'm just, like, okay. Yeah. I really did not. this is what you want to do with that. Yeah, the way that tricks, the character tricks was treated in this movie really pissed me off. Yeah. Now. Like, she was just treated poorly by everyone, but and also the way that she was treated was was handled like comic relief. Oh, let's make fun of this dark-skinned woman mm-hmm. um, who's not like a size zero because that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adele Givens is actually really attractive. It's very weird. Literally, and like it's like the only, and it's like fat phobic also because like the way that the only person who's attracted to her is, like, that bigger man who's, like, in the club all the time who's also comic relief. Well, I don't know if you remember the scene where she gets, like, booed off the stage. When yes, she comes I do. for her stage dance, and he's the only one who's, like, throwing bills at her. Yeah. And so it's, like, because this because this big man thinks that she's attractive, then she's, like, even less desirable or whatever because, like, this man is obviously, like, also worthless. Yeah. Like, it's just garbage. Yeah, and like I, there were moments that were implied that implied that she had a relationship with Dollar Bill, but it's like again, that's like she's being treated well by this terrible human being, right? So like, what does that say? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like also like it's like okay, so stripping is okay, but like full service sex work is not. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s were weird. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the now was weird, too. I feel like all of that stuff is still very present, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm kind of in a bubble, definitely. Like, first having kind of spent my young adulthood in the South, where it's less of a stigma in some ways. And then, like, coming to Portland, where it's, like, not a stigma at all. And I forget that the rest of the country still kind of sees it in this in this weird, stupid binary. <laughs> so, like, I remember I remember when um, Cardi B, like, when she was first 
like popping off got into some trouble because she differentiated herself as like a sex worker who wasn't a prostitute and that somehow made her better like mm-hmm. so i don't know or how much like blowback she got when she was like yeah we used to drug dudes and oh. steal their wallets mm-hmm. my personal favorite thing about her was that she was just like yeah we did that yeah <laughs> and i was just like great <laughs> I hope we made a lot of money. Mm. That's fantastic. <laughs> I have no feelings about this. All right, so <laughs> back to the movie. <laughs> so the two upper henchmen, uh, Charlie and Terrence, abduct Dollar Bill with the intent to torture him, but their tire blows out while they're on the road. When they're pulled over, Five O pulls up to help. Um, Five O played by John Amos and. I don't know who the other guy is. Um, they take... The policemen take the henchmen in because they seem suspicious, leaving Dollar Bill in the trunk. Um, the police later return that night to the car to find him in the trunk, and then they arrest him for warrants. So, yeah, this B-plot with the police officers, I could have done without all of it. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. <sighs> So Ebony later drunkenly takes up a proposition with the two lesser henchmen, um, Ice Cube and Alex Thomas. Oh, Alex Thomas, okay. Um, we are unclear about what is said because they cut to the two men taking Ebony, who can barely walk, to their car. Diana stops them and pulls Ebony out, warning her that the men are about to rape her. She then berates Ebony and lets it slip that she's supposed to be watching her, which pisses Ebony off. She then states that she's grown, and if she wants to make extra money on the side, it's her business. She then tells Diana she knows what happened between her and Ronnie. Diana then tells her, make the money. Don't let it make you. Which is aphorism number two. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will, ad- I will admit that when I saw this movie in 1998, that line seemed a lot deeper <laughs> It doesn't still seem deep. I like watched it. I was like, I was like, that's. I was like, I fuck with that. <laughs> I feel like there are layers now. <laughs> don't let it make you. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. I won't. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I'm not making money. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. How about give me some money and we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> like, oh. Just give me the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's test Can it out. Make my money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um we learn through a flashback um and my favorite thing is a flashback and a flashback by the way that's that's a great writer's trope not confusing at all um <laughs> that memento by ice cube <laughs> <laughs> i would like to know more about ice cube's writing process for this really particular read his journal <laughs> I would like to read Ice Cube's journal, yes. <laughs> um, so we learn through a flashback and a flashback that Ronnie and Trix took money, approximately $600, to let two old guys, businessmen, I presume, watch Ronnie sexually assault Diamond while she was drunkenly unconscious and possibly drugged. I feel like we should say more about this scene. 
What do you have to say about pussy? <laughs> um... I feel like the writers wrote this in to make Ronnie and Trix the clear-cut villains. Um, but it's that thing again where they're like... Fr- like, the term in comics is fridging a woman. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it, it, it comes from... I think it was Batman. I can't remember what comic it was, where they literally killed off a love interest to give the main character a reason to, like, to be, like, to go on this rampage or be a better person or whatever. So, like, this idea of taking a movie that's ostensibly about female empowerment and literally victimizing a woman in order to progress the plot of the movie, Mm -hmm. I found counterintuitive Mm -hmm. and indicative of who the movie was written by. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like, I feel like it, like, I'm just like, uh, to me, I'm like, it should be clear to everybody that, like, women are capable of raping women. Yeah. You know, that that's not, like, that's not, like, fake or a thing that doesn't actually happen. Like, that's absolutely a thing that happens. And also, like, the way that it's used in this movie is absolutely to, like, demonize homosexuality Mm -hmm. and to like feed into this like fear of I think like particularly like lesbians as like being like predatory and like unsafe for people to be around Mm -hmm. especially like straight women or like straight pretty women you know Mm -hmm. um And, like, I feel like it's interesting to me, like, I feel like that feeds in, you know, like, I think that's something that, like, you know, you see it a lot in black exploitation movies. Mm. Um, Like, I'm thinking of, like, Coffee and um, there's, like, something else. But, like, I feel like there's a bunch of black exploitation movies where like at some point the hair and like especially ones that have like feet that have female leads where the heroine will like be up like a butch lesbian who's like trying to hit on her at some point you know yeah and like usually it's butch lesbians who are like the target of like who are like written in that way as being like hyper predatory towards like all women but like especially straight women mm-hmm. um so i think it's interesting that like ronnie's like a light-skinned femme in the situation I was, like, talking to my other friend about it, and, like, she was saying that, like, making Ronnie light skin is, like, or, like, ha- like casting a light skin woman, like, in this character is this, like, way of, like, you know, demonizing her in, in terms of, like, you know, like, the audacity of a woman who would be, like, even more fuckable because she's light skin like, to be, to, like, have the audacity to be a lesbian is, like, what, like, increases the fact that she's, like, so horrifying as this, like, you know, this, like, predator and this freak, you know, that she, like, occupies this really desirable space. I feel like there's also, like, the blonde wig that plays into Mm -hmm. that, like, versus her having, like, darker hair or natural hair that she's, like, also in, that she's, like, that she's, like, light-skinned and therefore more desirable in, like, the context of this, like, movie. Yeah. But also exists in this, like, proximity to whiteness, which I feel like also is, like, 
you know, I feel like something that we see around, like, you know, like, only, like, only white women can be lesbians or whatever. There are no, like, black women who are lesbians or, like, femme lesbians or whatever. Yeah. In, like, these movie universes. Unless they're, like, hyper butch. There's just a lot of stuff going on there. I just feel like her character is, like, pretty unique because, like, this isn't usually the way that the evil lesbian trope gets done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that they, like, pack into there to, like, make it, like, very, like, unusually horrifying or whatever, supposedly, for the viewer. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, she's, like, it's, like, it's what makes it so hard to love her character um, because there are things that she does that I love, and then, like, there is also the fact that she's a rapist mm-hmm. that, like, I have, like, no excuse for, or, like, have no interest in making excuses for. Right. Um, but, like, obviously, like, to me, it feels obvious that that's, like, written very deliberately in order to, like, keep her from having any, like, redeeming features, because I think that, like, there are other things that she does that I think are really, and in- like, not just, like, interesting, but I'm just, like, this is actually the movie that I want to see. Like, I want to see movies about black women sex workers scamming cops and, like, mm-hmm. beating the hell out of them. Like, yeah. Like, that actually entertains me. Yeah. Yeah. This is the world I want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the, and also the fact that she, they kind of, they took the stinger out of it a little bit by having her commit this atrocious act of rape in service of the male gaze on top of everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, layers of grossness. Yeah, because, like, Ebony's not supposed to... I think she says something to her, right? Like, she's like, oh, well, you got a cut of it or something. Like, Mm -hmm. she's, like, not supposed to feel as bad because she got paid. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um... Can I talk about my favorite scene? Yes, you can. You can talk about your favorite scene. <laughs> okay. So Ronnie brings Ebony to a party full of ATF agents after warning her that closed legs don't get fed. At the party, things get interesting with a paddle with Africa etched into it and chance of I'm black and I'm proud. We need to talk about this. Yes. So I'm like, can I recount this entire scene from memory? shot by shot yes a challenge so ronnie walks into the room she like sees all the atf agents she's like do i even have the right outfit for this and then like finds out that she does she's like okay good you know goes upstairs like chant like changes into this like fabulous bodysuit that's like leopard printed and like skin tight and like walks you know just like stalks into the room mm-hmm. and like turns off the music she's like cut the music off all eyes on me nobody looks anywhere but me if i see anybody looking anywhere but me i'm gonna beat you like a runaway slave one of my favorite lines okay why a full mess <laughs> but she gets up on the table i forget what mu- i forget what song she's playing mm. do you remember what song it is no i don't Mm. I failed. I failed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening to this. I failed everyone. So she like gets up on this table and she's like dancing in like a very like 90s, like she's giving like full like Rosie Perez, public enemy, mm-hmm. like, you know, just like very aggressive. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. And then she, like, turns off the music and, like, you know, the crowd sort of, like, parts a little bit. So you see this one agent who's, like, at the snack table and not looking at her. And she's, like, she's, like, stop the music. Like, I told y'all motherfuckers, like, only look at me. You're always causing problems. Like, to me. <laughs> she's, like, you're always the one who's causing problems. And he just, like, looks at her and he looks, like, thirsty, like a thirsty puppy dog. <laughs> And she goes, assume the position. (laughs) Yes. Assume the position. Which he does. Which he does. Gladly. Eagerly. Mm -hmm. He eagerly assumes the position. She, like, pulls out a suitcase and, like, we see a paddle that has an outline of the African continent, excluding Madagascar. Oh. On it. No Madagascar. No Madagascar, you were correct. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. like, um, but I think it has, like, a little, like, pan-African kind of, like, piping on, like, the, on, like, the handle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, you know, she raises the paddle. She says, say it loud. <laughs> she brings the paddle down. To his he, bare like, skin. <laughs> Wait, what? His bare skin, because he dropped his pants for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bare skin, bare skin. Yeah, he's, like, pantsless. And he's, like... I'm black and I'm proud, like, as the paddle makes contact, and it's, like, full, like, full on on his face, like, just, like, shouting, I'm black and I'm proud, and so she's, like, you know, doing it, I think she does it, like, three times, like, Mm -hmm. they really, they really, like, let it, like, sink in, Mm -hmm. and then she's, like, she's, like, one more time for Rodney King. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's important to note, because, um, Maybe some people assume this, but these AT- all of these ATF officers were white. Oh, yeah. So. Yes, they're all white people. And they're just, like, all, like, cheering. And I think at some point she's like, who's next? And, mm-hmm. like, they're all, like, they're all, like, raising their hands. They're, like, mad eager. Honestly, I'm just, like, if I was, like, if I was Crystal Wilson and, like, I did, this is a magnum opus, honestly. <laughs> like, I would never act again. I'm just, like, I've done it. Like, I don't need an Emmy, I don't need an Oscar, like, everybody knows what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, like, one of my favorite scenes in film history, period. Have you ever used this scene in your work? No, but Interesting. I plan to. It's only because <laughs> I haven't found the right opportunity. It's not Um, I gotta be fully honest, uh, when I first saw this movie, I did not understand that scene. I was a lot younger, a lot more naive about the ways of the world. I didn't fully understand what all was happening here. But, now as a grown woman, it is hilarious. So... It's like my favorite thing. I was like, this is like, honestly this needs to be brought back because like, this is like what, this is like the kind of political fear that's happening. I think especially in Portland right now Mm -hmm. around like the way that white people are craving like public flagellation around being racist. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, this is what you want. Like, this is actually what you want. Yeah. Like you want black people to spank you in public. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, it's so funny to me. It is funny. It's so funny. Like, the just, like, the public, the, like, the public, like, rending of the clothes. Like, I'm racist. I have so much work to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, it would be funnier. 
It would be funnier. I'm like, I hope all of the. I feel like I feel like if I was a dom, I would be making so much money right now. Oh, I bet. I bet the market is sky high for that yeah. right now. Oof. I read about I read about this this person who's like making her clients read black feminist literature. I remember that and, like, one. Yes. Back to her with an analysis. She's like, you know, I need you to tell it to the class. Like I, I'm just like I hope that I hope that you're fucking raking it in. I bet I right now. I bet there could be like someone could do an OnlyFans for that sort of thing, and I bet people are. Yeah. And I hope they're fucking taking everybody's money. It is robbing season, okay? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm just like, just take it all. Just like, don't, no, yeah. No guilt, like, no, I'm like, people could worry about their own bills. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-mm, that's not your responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good scene. It's just like, this is like, this is literally, like, this is a, this scene is a metaphor. It's like brilliant. It really it's is. so brilliant. Yeah. Like this should be like when you like when you go to cook when you go to click when, like when people type in um Robin D'Angelo white fragility into <laughs> their Amazon search bar <laughs> automatically redirect Ariella. To the scene. <laughs> like, that was uncalled for, okay? <laughs> that woman is a national treasure, okay? No, I'm just playing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I was gonna be like, "How long are we gonna?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Robin D'Angelo is somebody's safe word. <laughs> Shut the fuck! I fucking hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh my god, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't. <clears throat> so anyway, um, <laughs> then Diana gets into a fight with Lance, another fight, and he leaves as Ebony looks on, eating a banana. Eating another banana? Yeah. I whatever. Okay. At school, I while like, I don't even like bananas. Ah, uh, I used to like them, and I like them in pancakes, but not so much anymore. Just like texturally disastrous. <laughs> um. So at school, while while Diane Diana is getting fitted for her graduation cap, some dumbass recognizes her from the club and throws bills at her. Um, and she walks off angry. Mm-hmm. Um. So then Uncle Luke shows up at the club. Every dancer except for Diamond stampedes the VIP. Um, I love how they let them know that there's a VIP. Isn't it like they, like, shut off all the lights mm-hmm. in the dancer's dressing room and then the lights come back on green? Yeah, uh, Dollar Bill has a button in his office that he pressed to make the, the green light go off <laughs> in the dressing room. <laughs> Which is actually pretty brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I know working in a restaurant is different, but I feel like that's kind of how we are too. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When like an extra VIP comes in or something like that, everybody's like, Ooh, okay, you know, because sometimes people would just be like handing out bills. Wow. Okay. okay. I don't know. I guess you have to work at like places for 
rich white people. But yeah, I yeah, no, it's funny. I it, it just made me laugh. I was like, I like this. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. I want this for my house. <laughs> Um, turn it on every Tuesday. Turn it on. Turn it on every time my unemployment check comes in. The oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so everybody's like hype. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond is doing a table dance for Myron, who's like her regular, who's like the first guy that she ever did the dance for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her professor walks in from her school. Mm-hmm. She's very embarrassed. She was, like, just about to reveal the titties. She covers the titties up. <laughs> she runs the dressing room. And she, she runs all, like, prissy and shit. I just, yeah, like, just, like... she's, like, holding the titties and kind of, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while she's decompressing, Ronnie walks in and assaults her and mm-hmm. harasses her. Mm-hmm. Um, a fight breaks out with Luke's crew and someone shoots up the club. Oh, it's because um, Ice Cube was like Ice. It's Ice. It's the other Clyde. It's Clyde. Clyde yeah, Clyde is like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to Luke, mm-hmm. and like the bodyguard is like, nah, and then they like start a fight. Yeah, he's like trying Clyde to stand while Luke is just in there with his with his crew trying to enjoy the strippers, mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. trying to barge into the VIP, which is like okay. Yeah, <laughs> just like what do you expect? Yeah. Um. So somebody shoots up the club. Everybody runs. Um, like literally shoots up the club for the record. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, blue ass diamond out on a date. Yeah, blue and is she... played by Jamie Fox. By the way, he is the DJ. Yes. Who says yes. all this disrespectful shit while the dancers are working? But accurate. <laughs> so. But yeah. She declines, but she takes his number. Mm-hmm. Um, while, when Diana gets home, uh, her regular Myron is being a creepy stalker. He's like waiting for her at her apartment and admits that he's been following her and watching her. He tries to force her way into his apartment and she barely makes it in and is able to close the door on him. She yells, screaming through her apartment and walks into Ebony's bedroom only to find her in bed with Lance there's like so much that happens in this scene I'm just like so you're like ex- I understand like very understandably mad at your cousin for fucking your ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. but also there's like a stalker <laughs> at your door like right there so like where did he go he was just like oh I guess this was an unsuccessful yeah. rape attempt I'm gonna go and do something else He's, like, he still knows where you live um, yeah, like, that's still I- a thing <laughs> like he's just like casually like just like trying to force in the door and then he's like oh well guess that didn't work i guess i'll go home <laughs> like <laughs> just it's just like it's just like a it just the end the thread drops like <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird i know there's so much happening in the scene like the whole time that the scene plays out and she like what does she do she like she like uh she goes to her closet she grabs a gun mm-hmm. which and then like shoots up her house i'm just like oh i'm just okay so in the 90s nobody paid a deposit in their apartment yeah <laughs> like we could just be and also walls, you're shooting like, you're shooting up in the middle yeah like and no there aren't any cops baby. coming like seriously you shoot up a whole a baby you have a baby in the next room you're just fucking firing off rounds well, into your fucking wall i think her baby was at her mom's house Okay. I will. Great. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> perfect. 
<laughs> Much better. Uh-huh. Not putting her baby at risk. Just, like, shooting into his crib. Yeah. Like, great. <laughs> I just, like, I can't even imagine being that mad at a man, honestly. Uh-huh. That, I would, that I would fuck up my deposit on my apartment for a man. I'm like shoot. I, I don't know. I'm like if you're gonna shoot a man, like if I walked in on my man with someone else while I was there. Outside, I'm just like I'm not gonna fuck up my walls. But I'm here's the to, like, okay. Faster, like it's just too much work for a man. Okay, but like the way he reacted made things ten times worse. He tried to tell her to calm down and was trying to explain shit. Um, maybe just leave. Like he could have just left. He could I mean, I'm just like, where do you live? <laughs> like, Ebony couldn't come over there? Yeah. I don't know. I guess if you're gonna fuck around with, like, your ex-girlfriend's cousin who lives with her, you're already so stupid that, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it? Like, secrecy is not your aim here. Yeah. And Lance had all the personality of a cardboard box, so... That's another... I'm just like, why are you... I don't know. I just, like, I couldn't, like... There was just so much damage done in that scene. Like, just pure property damage. And that's what I was just confused over. I was just like... I was like, I don't want to have to, like, sweep my house. That's true. Like, on top of this dude. Like, at least... I'm just, like, literally just make him go outside so that he could just have the mess be outside. See, you're a person who is not ruled by their emotions. And I like that about you. (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm just like, if you have to make him bleed, just like somewhere where you can just hose it off into the sewer, you know? That's what I feel like. I'm just like, minimal effort. That's true. That's true. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, if you want to hurt him, hurt him. But don't, like, make more work for yourself. That is a fair point. Yeah. Make him step onto a tarp. Why do you have to suffer more? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I shouldn't have to, like, get cheated on, waste bullets out my gun. That's right, because bullets are not cheap. My house. Yeah. You're losing a lot of money. Like, a lot of like, money. That's a, yeah, I'm so much effort. So much effort for a man who mm-hmm. has the personality of a cardboard box. True, true. And is, like, you know, maybe, like, on the pedo range, I would say. I mean, yeah. Ebony's, like, 18. Yeah, so that's there's disgusting. that. Yeah, that's gross. Speaking of Ebony, Ebony r- runs her bitch ass into the bathroom to hide. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> um Diamond tries to talk some sense into her um to get her to come out of the bathroom uh and tells her to open a door which she doesn't cuz she's not a fool and then, <laughs> but she is fool enough to believe when Diamond pretends to leave <laughs> so <laughs> when she does that Ebony walks out and Diana very efficiently punches her in the face and tells her to get her shit and get out. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, I feel like this movie is a lot of, like, Monaco Calhoun getting beat up, which yeah. was a strong dislike for me. Yeah. And I just, like, always, like, I never understand. I'm just like, if your man's cheating, like, be mad at your man. I mean... Like, I honestly, like, I never under... Like, I feel like for me, I'm just like, I don't know. Can you be mad at everybody? I feel like that's an option, too. That's your cousin. I'm just like, this kid is like, 
And this kid is like 19, like 18 years old and like clearly like a dumbass. Like True, that's true. You know, I'm just like I feel like the the hitting to me is unnecessary. Yeah. I I feel like the the kicking out, I understand. The kicking out is like a fair consequence. Yeah. For like you fuck my boyfriend at my house. Like I don't understand why Lance only gets shot at and has to run out the room in his drawers and like Ebony gets punched in the face. That's what annoyed me. Yeah. I'm just like, well, if Ebony gets punched in the face, I feel like Lance should just get, like, shot in the leg or something. Like, somewhere where he, you know, like, not, he can recover. But he gets nothing. He, like, literally just has to leave without his clothes. True. Yeah, the treatment of Ebony throughout, throughout this whole movie was a problem. Yeah, I really disliked it. Yeah. Um... I'm like, I don't even want to talk about the next scene. Oh, can we not talk about yeah, can it? Can we just skip it? I would like oh. to. Um, Can we, like, just do, like, a Cliff's Notes two-sentence version of it or something? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Straight under the bus. Thank you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Basically, I'm like, what's two sentences? I feel like, because I want to hold, I want to, like, I want to, like, I feel like there's a way that, like, Ice Cube gets, like, let off the hook for what happens, and mm-hmm. it's so garbage. So, like, Ice Cube and Clyde basically, like, set Ebony up to be raped. Yes. As revenge, like, clearly expressing that it's, like, revenge for the fact that, like, they didn't get to rape her when like the in the earlier scene where diana ended up saving her right so ebony goes to like dance for um ronnie's brother jr's bachelor party she's like the only one there um she's like really nervous she's trying to leave ronnie like you know pressures her into staying Mm -hmm. um lies to her mm -hmm, lies to her Mm -hmm. and Clyde distracts Ronnie, like, like, um, what is it? Clyde, like, um, creates a situation where Ronnie leaves the room. Yeah, he, he lures her outside with some, with some weed. Exactly. And then Ice Cube's character, like, sets up, like, tells Junior that, like, Ebony is, like, available to have sex with him for money. Yeah. And he goes in and violently rapes her. Everyone in the room, like, listens and knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody stops it. They all leave, actually. They all leave. Um, and then Ronnie comes back in and realizes what's, what has happened and sees that Ebony is, like, unconscious and then, they, like, you know, tells her brother that they have to, like, leave, you know? Um and diana and blue had been on a date Mm -hmm. and diana had been ignoring ebony's calls because she had been calling diana to like pick her up because she really didn't want to be there and so they get to the hotel after the fact and find ebony unconscious and then they call the police Mm -hmm. all right I'm just like I don't understand. I'm just like for me, I'm just like it made me really hate Ice Cube that he like wrote himself into the in this into the into the scene in this way. You know, yeah. like a that he wrote this because it's so like violent and like horrible, and like 
there's like no grace or like not even grace there's like no like compassion or like empathy for like ebony at all like even the way that the, they do it in the movie like she's all like splayed out and like it's just like it's so it's it's like really like no sympathy for her it's like this is what happens to you yeah. if you do X, you know? This is the punishment for... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's just so shitty. It's, like, it's really horrible. And it makes me, it made me, like, really angry. Same. Uh... Yeah, this whole scene was wholly unnecessary. And... <clears throat> Indicative of not only poor writing, um, but just generally bad ideology in general. <laughs> um, um, Ebony was just used as a plot device through this whole movie. Literally. Um, as this cautionary tale for doing this kind of work with no, like, end goal of respectability, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... She was not a character that had her own agency, really. Um, she wasn't even a character that stood on her own. She was always mentioned in relation to being Diamond's cousin. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was just awful. It was awful. Yeah, and it's just, like, so graphic and, like, so violent. And, like, I think the part of it that, like, I mean, this pisses me off. And then additionally what pisses me off on top of it is that, like, as we'll see, you know, we can get into it, like, later on in the movie, like, you know, Junior ends up going to jail for Ebony's rape, right? But, mm -hmm. like, the only person who, like, really faces consequences for this is Ronnie. And, like, Ronnie's, like, highly responsible for, like, putting Ebony in the situation, for, like, not holding her brother accountable, for raping her, co you know, her friend, her co-worker, like, she's a rape apologist and she's a rapist right mm -hmm. but like she's the only one who like faces on-screen consequences for this yeah and like the man who did it doesn't and that to me is like so inexcusable like he's like never on a screen again this is the last time we see him yep and to me is so gross and then ice cube and clyde never face any consequences no. zero we get a blurb at the end about how they were last spotted at Freaknik, which, mm -hmm. fair enough, yeah. but still. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, is that a punishment? Not for them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just like, it's just like you never, I don't know, it's just so gross to me. And I'm just like, ugh, why the fuck? I'm just like, who, who, would write them, who would write that for themselves? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so nasty. Yeah. <sighs> so, Diana and Blue roll up in the dressing room. She clears it out by shooting her gun off again. Um, after, uh, and confronts Ronnie. She gives the gun to Blue to watch and hold the door outside while she talks to Ronnie. Uh, Diamond proceeds to beat Ronnie's ass with a hefty dose of transphobia in there to remind us that it is indeed the 90s. Um, she kicks and stomps the shit out of her and spits on her. Um, and then on her way out of the club, she punches Ronnie and quits. The police arrive and apprehend Ronnie and Trix for rape charges. So, 
Um, that fight scene was pretty intense. There was a lot of choreography in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, so brutal, you know? Yeah. Like, and, yeah, the transphobia aspect of it, too. I feel like it's, it's like, it's just so, to me, it's, like, I guess, like, interesting is not the right word. But I feel like they, they, people just get so creative with, like, finding, like, multiple ways to, like, demonize and <laughs> hate on queer characters. Yeah. Especially queer women and, like, trans women, you know? Yeah. Like, they, what happens, right? Like, Lisa Ray kicks Ronnie in the crotch Mm -hmm. and like ronnie goes like you know i don't have any balls right and then like and it's just like adjacent and and then she said could have fooled me oh yeah 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 yeah. and it's just like to me i'm just like this is like it's wild yeah i'm like it's not about like the fact that it flies it's about like what what's happening you know Mm -hmm. like just like how black queer characters are just like you know our predators or like our freaks are like you know like all kinds of like it's just so it's so it's just something to something to witness you know yeah and if you take the transphobia out if you take the homophobia out um the story actually gets better Like, it's more interesting, it's more compelling. There was no reason for all of that bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's sad, really. Yeah, and, like, I think about, like, the kind of queerness that, like, actually exists in, like, in strip clubs and, like, sex work in general. Like, you know, like, you think about, like, how sex work is, like, oh, this, like, economy that actually, like, provides a home for a lot of people who, like, are excluded for society, from society, like, because of sexual orientation, like, because of gender identity, like, how sex work has been, like, a safe place for people to be able to, like, make the means to survive and, like, find community Mm -hmm. and, like, just, like, you know, looking at that and being, like, fuck it, that's not what that is, Mm. that's not like that's not people like making a way out of no way like that's not people who deserve to like survive and like you know find a way to like affirm their humanity on their own terms like yeah yeah it's so disrespectful it is yeah but yeah um watching ronnie and tricks get hauled off is their swan song Mm -hmm. that's the last we see of them um St. Louis arrives at the club, uh, and I, I don't think we mentioned this, but St. Louis is in a wheelchair. They are disabled. Um, um, and he shoots up the place, but, but right, right before he shoots up the place, he says, anybody that don't want to get murdered, get the fuck out. Um, fair warning. Fair warning. Um, and then proceeds to shoot up the place, um, which is the last we see of Tina the bartender, which pissed me off, but whatever. Um, His upper henchmen grab Dollar Bill and throw him in the trunk. He then tells his henchmen to do something to make him feel better, um, which he does. He launches a grenade missile at the Players Club and sets the whole place afire. 
That's what that was. Where the fuck does one buy a grenade launcher? I would like to know. Because I feel like that's a difficult item to get. You get it from the CIA. (laughs) I guess. Let me. How much does a grenade launcher cost? Hold on. Let me look that up. How much does it. You can't do that, Melanie. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You know, like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Let me, let me. There's going to be someone knocking on your door and like. <laughs> no, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Not in Trump's America, you don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not cheap, though. Oh, oh like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel yes. like if, if Dollar Bill owes you $60,000, maybe don't, don't use the grenade launcher. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just doesn't seem cost efficient. What do I know? And also, that's property. You could have just seized the property. Well, you know. He wanted to blow something up. Okay. (laughs) All right, fine. (laughs) But okay, whatever. So that brings us back to the beginning. Um, with Diamond and her and her Jessica McClintock business um casuals. Mm-hmm. Originals. Um, <laughs> but, um, Diana is at the Payless. Um, <laughs> where Evan. It's not even Payless. You know, it's not even Payless. It's like, it's like fucking, it's like Jimmy Jazz. Like, oh! It's not even Jimmy Jazz. Like, there was like a, there's like a store that I used to go to, um, on Steinway Street called Pretty Girl. Oh, I feel wow. like it looked like the shoe section of Pretty Girl. Oh. Or like Rainbow. Like the shoe section of the Rainbow. Yeah, it did give me a rainbow feel. Yeah, I... it's like Hood Forever 21. I'm... I mean... Isn't Hood Forever 21 just Forever 21? Whatever. Oh, Hood Forever 21 is Rainbow. Well, Forever 21 is Rainbow! But that's a conver- that's a conversation we're not we ready the for. Same store? No, they're not. They are Rainbow's the same damn. They are the same store in the same Rainbow's clothes. Cheaper. No, Rainbow's cheaper, but it's the same clothes. Yes, it is the same clothes, but for cheaper at Rainbow. Okay, that's important. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I'm like, I why would I want my? I'm not paying more than six dollars for my butterfly halter top, Melanie. No, you are correct. I'm just annoyed that Forever 21 got all this clout when it was clearly just Rainbow with a Kardashian. I don't care. Accurate. Accurate. That is, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. That was not, I was not calling that into question. Okay. Available in all of these stores. It's like they're made in the same sweatshops. Yes. There's no difference in quality. That is correct. Rainbow is cheaper, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's more Rainbow in the hood. Like, I feel like Forever 21 is like, you know, fancy shopping. Mm. And H&M is, like, really for white people. Mm. Is H&M still around? I thought they were canceled. They might be canceled, but the store still exists, don't they? Oh, they do? No, I don't know. I don't know. There's one in the White Center. Oh, okay. I I stopped going to malls and shopping (laughs) for clothes some years ago because... Fair enough. Why? Anyway. (laughs) Um... So yeah, Diana is at the rainbow shoe section <laughs> where Ebony now works. 
Or it's like, I just feel like it's like those stores that are just like, it's like they don't even have a name, but it's just like, it's like a really skinny building. Like, it's like the really skinny store that's in between two yeah. other buildings. With a sign and that like says shoes. Like shoes, but it's like they only have like 15 pairs of shoes and there's like one lady working at like one counter that's like all the way in the back. And no dressing room. <laughs> no dressing room. It's like no brand names. It's just like one mirror that's like on the bottom of the stool of the of the shoe changing <laughs> stool so you have to like get up and then like look at your foot like in the in the chair mm-hmm. yeah but i'll tell you what you fly if you go to like if you fly out somewhere like new york and they lose your lug- luggage those are the stores that will save your ass in a pinch and get exactly. you some clothes. So, like... yes, I've gotten pair. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> like in a in a job interview. Like, mm-hmm. I think that like one time I was going to a job interview and my heel broke, and I got a pair of heels on the fly from like one of those places, and it was like I was like what like fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, Ebony apparently now works at one of these places, and we see Ebony, and she's got like. The shoulder-length braids in a bob now, which I think is maybe supposed to denote a new kind of respectability, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because before she had the cute little finger waves. That hairstyle was cute! So cute, it looked so good on her. It really did, but I digress. Um, And she's got a swollen eye and a swollen lip. Um, yeah, I was like, she really, like, I, it just, like, she looks, like, freshly beat up. Like, I was like, you really need to ham it up. So she, it's enough time has passed that her hair is changed, that she's, like, decided to, like, get a new job and a new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. But all of this, none of the swelling has gone down because you just need to, like, hammer it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are two dancers from Club Sugar Daddies who are making fun of her for her job a la Trix and Ronnie at the beginning of the movie. Uh, she, in turn, shames them for their job. So there's a hefty dose of shaming all around. Um, women hating women. We yeah. love to see it. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> she, she helps Diana with some very 90s wedges, which those did not age well at all, did they? <laughs> and I remember I had like three or four different pairs of shoes that looked like that, and I thought I was the shit. <laughs> so. I remember like trying to like convince my dad to like let me buy a pair of like chunky heels oh no it was like little boots it was like the ankle boots like the Spice Girls had it was, like, <laughs> and my dad was just like he was just like why he was like those are beyond ugly <laughs> like I respect your decision to like make your own choices like because you're a person but like those are just, they're hideous <laughs> and he was just like i don't understand like i don't understand and like i think you know i came back like after college and like cleaned out like my childhood room and i found those and like immediately was like i would like to give these to Like the heels were so thick, everything was so chunky. Wedges, wow. Yeah, yeah. and like the little sandal, the platform sandals with mm-hmm. the plastic. That yeah, mm-hmm. those happened. I just thought like you couldn't tell me anything. Okay. Yeah, 
Delia's. 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 Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I remember Delia's. <laughs> what do y'all know about ordering clothes out of a catalog? <sighs> Calling the phone number for the clothes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a different time. It really was. Um, <clears throat> so she goes to help the dancers. Ebony goes to help the dancers with their shoes. And as she turns, Diana says, Hey girl, make that money. And then Ebony replies with a smile, Don't let it make you. Finn. And we're all left there as the screen goes black to ponder the ways in which money can change our lives. This is the point at which I would have personally picked up a gun <laughs> to shoot up a room. Like, <laughs> if we're talking about like things that push us to the edge. Like, <laughs> the best thing about this movie was the goddamn song, We Be Clubbing. That is the only thing I got out of this movie. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, yes. <clears throat> Monica Calhoun deserved better. We all so deserve better. better. So much better. So much better. I was like, who asked this beautiful woman to pack some cotton balls into the side of her mouth oh, God. and say, don't let it make you. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. You, you, there's no possible way you could have paid her enough to do that. Well, Alicia got to do the best man. She was treated considerably better in that movie. Accurate. Oh. I feel like instead of watching this movie ever again. I think I need to go through my DVD collection and do a purge. I think. Wait, my favorite, the reason I feel like I agreed to watch this movie again because I knew it was going to make me angry was because I was promised strip club stories. <laughs> I would like to I would like to hold you accountable. I would like oh. at least one story. One story. Okay. Alright. Decatur. Okay, so there was and it might still be there. There was this club in Decatur called Strokers. Um, Strokers? Yeah. Um and it was cool. It was a good club. Um and I was there hanging out with uh some friends of mine. I can't remember why. Maybe we're just just there to be there hanging out one random weekend. And um I got hit on uh by this guy um as we were leaving. And he was he seemed cute enough. He like gave me his number or whatever. And then his father came out. Um, <laughs> Because apparently he was with his father at this club. Um, and so he introduced me to his father who like... <laughs> <laughs> who like shook my hand and was like leering at me in this really creepy way. So of course I never called that guy. <laughs> so... 
Did he, did you like, so you didn't keep his number, but his number was in your phone? Uh, was that before I had a cell phone? I think that was before I had a cell phone. Fantastic. Yeah, so. Just a piece of paper, just threw that shit away. So, like. Ah, <laughs> uh, but strip clubs are fun. Well, black strip clubs. I've only been to a few white strip clubs, and that shit seemed boring as hell, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm probably biased, which is a fair assessment. But, like, they do the most in black strip clubs, and I appreciate that shit. So, <laughs> yeah. I've never been to a black strip club before. They're the only strip clubs I've been to in New York were like white strip clubs mm-hmm. and it was just like lots of like eastern european women mm-hmm. working and it was like one black girl and like one asian girl um i used to live down the street from the club that hustlers was shot in oh wow okay yeah it's really nice in the inside really yeah yeah it, i mean you can see in the movie but it was like mad nice i remember when it opened mm-hmm. um and what else? Yeah, I feel like my main experiences with strip clubs have been in Portland at white strip clubs, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, I feel like I was ex- I was expecting more of like a players club type experience, and like that's not really what's being sold there. Yeah, I would have um, guessed that. Which is fine. I'm like, you know, people like things. Yeah. <laughs> I took my sister when my sister came out to visit me. I took her to a club here, mm-hmm. and she was like unimpressed. Yeah. I've uh, never been to a strip club here, actually. But I can imagine how that would go, and I feel like I'd be unimpressed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's just like, I'm just like, I don't even like, you know, it's like, it's like a music thing, too. Because it'll be like, oh, we don't want to, like, play hip-hop because then it's ghetto. And I'm just like, well, I hate country music. So, like, the idea of watching somebody dance to, like, Kid Rock makes me want to run into traffic. Yeah. Or metal. I don't really want to see someone dance to metal. That's not, not interesting. I feel like metal is like, I feel like the vibe is more there for me. I'm just like, okay. Like, I feel like you can do, like, to me, it's like an interesting performance aspect. Mm-hmm. The country music is just, I'm just like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm going to get hate crime in the parking lot. I need to go. <laughs> You're like, I ordered a Moscow mule, not like, you know racism so, like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm imagining like getting a moscow mule in like the copper mug like the traditional copper mug uh-huh. and having somebody like put a little umbrella in it that says racism <laughs> <laughs> it's like would you like your artisanal cocktail like we're calling it gin and juice like, just like Here's like a mint julep. We're calling it the Confederacy. It's supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) every every place. Uh, Every place. But I mean, I will say this: Atlanta, um, at least when I was a young adult there in my twenties, it was much more of like strip club culture. It was like not a big deal. 
Um, although I never went there with a significant other, even though that was a thing that people did. I just never did it. But, like, it was nothing to go with, like, some of my guy friends sometimes or, like, whatever. Yeah. It was just, like, maybe I'll learn something. I don't know. <laughs> like... Were there snacks? Like, I feel like that's what I like about Portland bars and strip clubs in general is mm-hmm. that there's always snacks. Like, even if I'm bored or there are racist people, at least there's many corn dogs. <laughs> there were snacks, but I never had snacks. I just had drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the, like, shot girls were pretty um, hilarious, too. That was fun. So... <laughs> What's, what are shot girls? Um, like, uh, at some places there would be shot girls who were, like... You know, um, they would, like, go around with, like, shots or whatever and, like, um, hand them to you or, like, um, they would take, like, help you take the shot in this really, like, provocative way, I guess, or whatever. So, (laughs) that was funny. Um, yeah, but, like, I can't imagine being entertained by stripping without hip-hop music and, like, the wildly cool athletes acrobatics and athletics that go with that like mm-hmm. like most of like the bangers the summer bangers that came out during that time they were tested in strip clubs that's how they knew that those songs would like hit the charts mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so oh, you're gonna like p valley so much i want to see p valley hey someone like if yeah i hope that <laughs> that login works because i really want to see that show I've heard so many good things about it. It's so good. It's so good. I think it falls into some of the, like, same stuff that you see in Players Club around, like, why is this light-skinned character getting so much attention? (laughs) But there's lots of... So, wait, there's a light-skinned protagonist? Yeah, there's a light-skinned protagonist, and, like, her story is, like, very dramatic and, like, involves a lot of, like, flashbacks, and it's, like, taking a lot of, like, narrative energy. Mm Mm-hmm over the course of the show but like there is also a lot of not light-skinned characters yeah who have like who are being like fully developed and it's yeah i don't know it feels more like to me i'm just like i not having worked in a strip club or having like had a black strip club experience like socially i feel like i can't speak to it but to me it seems more like this seems, I would believe that this is more true. Okay. And it's much, and I would say, like, I, I don't know, it's, like, not, like, a misogynist mess. Oh. It's also, like, written by a black woman. So. Oh, wait, wait, that's, okay. I, if I'd known that up front, I would have been like, okay, yes, yeah. I need to find a way to watch this. <laughs> it's written by a black woman who is not a sex worker. Oh. As far as I know. Is there like, any consultation? She's, like a, she's just, like, a, she's, like, a writer. Like, she writes books. Are, are there, do you know if they are consulting with any sex workers for the making of this at all? I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research into the production, to be honest, but, like, I feel like I would be shocked if, like, the women who are acting in the show are not strippers, because they, like, it doesn't seem like they have, like, stunt doubles for, like, the pole tricks that they do, mm. and, like, they're very talented. Ooh, okay. Like, if you're looking to be served, like, acrobatic, like, impressive pole routines, yeah, this is this is the show for you. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. I, I need some I am really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, I've a bunch of folks whose opinion I actually care about have said good things about it. Mm-hmm. So definitely. I really like it. All right. 
And like the accents are so nice. Like they have like these like uh, Texas Texas accents. Oh, it's Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ch- Chuckalisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will say, like, okay, there are regional differences, too. Like, a New York black strip club, I imagine, is way different from a southern black strip club. Mm-hmm. Well, even, like, it's, like, in New York, it's gonna vary, mm-hmm. like, what part of New York you're in. Oh, uh, that's a good point, yeah. Like, a Brooklyn club's gonna be different than a Bronx club, and the Bronx club, it's also gonna, like, matter, like, what part you're in. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, which is true for everywhere, but, like, yeah, like, Manhattan clubs are, like, completely different than, like, anywhere else. Yeah. And, like, Queens, too, is gonna be, like, because the Queens, like, the, like, I, where I grew up, like, um, now it's been, like, a lot, now it's been really gentrified, so it's different, but, like, where I grew up, there was, like, um, there's, like, a part of Queens in, like, Long Island City that's, like, you can, it's really close to Manhattan, like, it's only five minutes away from the train, mm-hmm. so, like, there, and there was a lot of strip clubs there, and it was mostly, like, warehouses before it was, now it's, like, all, like, multi-million dollar condos and shit, but, like, it used to just be, like, a lot of warehouses, and then there was, like, the train, and so there's a lot of strip clubs there, mm-hmm. um, and, like, those strip clubs, because they were serving clientele that was, like, coming from Manhattan, it was, like, a lot more white, than strip clubs in like other places in in the borough yeah i would say but yeah because it's like but anyway i mean like it just depends okay Mm -hmm. but like yes i agree with you so it is now time for us to rate the movie i will go first this time Okay. So you can have time to marinate. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone who hasn't been listening before this, we have a very elaborate rating system um, of a scale of one to five. One being bone-out frozen grocery store party wings. Two are your standard issue buffalo wild wings. Three are the Wingstop garlic parmesan joints. Four are your southern lemon pepper wings. And five are the real jerk chicken wings from the Jamaican spot down the street. I have searched deep within my soul um, and found the generosity to give this movie a Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm only doing that because a grip of black folks got paid in the making of this movie. Accurate. Honestly, same. I was like, it is a generous two. A deeply generous two. That is only for I feel like that that scene. I think the explanation of how strip clubs came to be, a la Bernie Mac. True, true. Um, beat it like a cop. Rodney King, beat it like a cop. Uh-huh. And I feel like the cultural position that this movie, like, holds in terms of like nostalgic factor yeah you know like i feel like without players club i don't know if wop would exist hmm you know that is an argument to be made okay okay and so like but that doesn't i mean but there's a lot of like shitty stuff that has produced stuff that's not shitty true so, true you know i feel like that's fine buffalo wild wings all which right i do not enjoy <laughs> I also can't stand them. Yeah. I don't think I... Let me make that very clear. I have... It's like, it's like two dollars... It's, what is it? It's like the one... It's like the the day... It's Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Are they like a dollar on Tuesdays? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like Dollar Tuesdays, Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. You will only go because they're a dollar. You know that they're gonna give you gas. All right, I'm adding that to the description of our rating system. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think that 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 this was a fair and generous rating for this movie. Deeply generous. <laughs> All right, well, that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, Tune in next month um, for our next movie, which we don't know what that is yet, but I'm sure it'll be fun. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.